Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. You start out by choking. <laughs> Holy cow, that was weird. Breathing is hard work. To, uh... We might have the first ever death on a podcast right here. <laughs> Man, it's a shame these things aren't actually live. <laughs> God dang. Uh, I had a uh, Belvita, like those little snack cakes, before we started. And I, I, right as I was counting us in, I pulled a little chunk out of my teeth with my tongue. And then I inhaled, and it's like, oh, there it is. Choking to All death right. on it's... Velveeta cheese. That, that is honestly how I predicted you would no, no, go. No, no, I am no, not no, surprised. Velveeta with a B. Oh. They're like, James, I don't know how you eating, like, a, a metric ton of beef every week keeps traffic moving on the freeway, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. But I got to have a little fiber bar in the middle of every day because I am a man of a certain age. And if you haven't gotten here yet... Given your Cro-Magnon diet, you will get here eventually. Actually, you know what? I don't know how to get to this topic without like <laughs> without going places we shouldn't go. <laughs> Needless to say, I think you would find things work better if you eliminated all fiber than if you tried adding fiber. Like Maybe you're going the wrong direction. I had some issues for years, and I took fiber supplements like every day like i i took it like it like, like like way over the recommended dose i just had to take a ton to make things work and instead i finally went the complete opposite direction and eliminated all fiber and now i'm the amazing human being you see before me and i'm also not choking to death on wow. weird cheeses so take that for what it's worth meat it's has never tried to kill cheese. me wait repeat what is a it's it's a what there is something wrong with your ears obviously but all right no okay what, what did you choke on what was stuck in your teeth <laughs> Ah, it's in my other desk. I have another one. It, they're called Bell Vita, and they're just little cakes. They're about 150 calories, and they got like four grams of fiber in them. So I have one every day. And well, you know lunch. what? Death by cake is even better than death by <laughs> Bell Vita cheese because that ties in with what we are going to talk about today. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Woo. Well, should we at least introduce what the podcast is now that you've almost been down one co-host and you would have had to sit Shiva for seven days before the next recording? I This would have been our highest rated episode ever, without question. It just would have been me <laughs> smirking at the camera. I would, I'd have your wife like email me the file, so it'd be me smiling as like paramedics are rushing in trying to save you. <laughs> Well, this is the podcast where we used to argue about things that don't matter to anybody. And as it turns out, we were right. <laughs> so now we argue about things that matter only to Judy P. And today, because of your newsletter, James, yes. which has been going to my spam folder, I had to scrape it out this morning because I didn't get one of your newsletters yesterday again, just like last week. So I don't know what the difference is. I think my computer's finally on to you, mm, or the algorithm I programmed sense. in for security is finally working. But you <laughs> talked about pie at length, yes. and it just made me, it made me covet your kitchen table, James. You know, I I, I don't miss my, my pie days or my cake days, but back when I was in, we, we had this debate once before, and I think I sided yeah. with cake, and I, I think that's still the right answer. 
My uh, my memory no. of flavor is correct. Cakes are superior in every way, and you are still wrong. By the way, before we get into this, I did want to say one of the pieces of flack that I get from followers I have that came over from the Breakwell ship on both Twitter and Facebook is, how come I have all these pictures of celebrities on my wall, but I don't have James Breakwell? Okay. And my answer, as you well know, has been historically, well, he's not a celebrity. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. But I did print out, and uh, you can't see this right now, but you will when I send you the file. I printed out the picture that you have. It's uh, you with one eyebrow raised, mm. sitting earnestly in a chair, and you're one. kind of leaning forward like you care. The, the, you're listening. The one that no longer looks anything like me. Yeah, this one looks like a real human being, and uh, you look like Skeletor got a bad haircut now. But I couldn't decide if I wanted to put this up. I only printed it on regular paper, as you can see. I don't want to waste my good photo stuff on you. But how would you feel? Let me just put this out there. Well, A, how do you feel not being on my wall of fame? Because you've been on the show twice. Oh. And B, how would you feel signing a picture and then taking a spot among my pantheon of gods here in Journey 5 studio? So, first of all, the, my absence from your wall takes up 0% of my headspace. Like, this is not in my list of top 10,000 concerns. Um, <laughs> but would I, to indulge my own ego, go on your wall of fame 100%? I recommend waiting till I get new headspace shots whenever my hair grows out if that ever happens i kind of secretly suspect that i'm gonna let my hair get longer and longer and the last minute we're gonna try to tweak it and we're gonna mess it up again and this photo is <clears> never <throat> going to happen but if it does happen i will send you a picture that actually looks like me and i will sign it and i look forward to you sticking it in the worst possible spot on your wall but i've, I've got to know like actual overall numbers how many people have even asked about why i'm not in your wall is it more or less than three i'm gonna guess less more no no it's more than Whoa. three. My over under is ten. Wow, that is that is yeah. more people than listen to this podcast. I am shocked. Was it was it one person <laughs> ten <weird>. times? <laughs> well, the problem is they listen to my other one, uh, and so it's the one that actually is engaging and entertaining and informative. <laughs> and this one has you. So, yeah, I, it's it's come up several times over the last probably the year and a half or so, maybe two years that I've been collecting pictures of all the celebrities that have been on my show. And once in a while, I'll post a picture of, I have two walls completely covered now. And people are like, I don't see James Breakwell. And I'm like, yeah, there's good reason for that. I don't need those kind of nightmares, that kind of headache. I don't need these problems in my life. But now it seems to have come to a head, James. And you've almost reached celebrity status, at least among the eyes of your followers. I will, uh, I will say the one thing I am jealous of is your unbroken wall space. Like, I don't have any place in my current house <laughs> with that much space to hang things up. Now, granted, it takes me literally years to hang things up. I don't know if it's going to get cropped out or not, but there's three pictures in the corner right behind me. I guess it's on the other side of things that I've been waiting months to hang up because you have to, you know... You have to bring out a level and a drill and all of that. But, like, uh, I used to, in my, when I actually had more of an office, there was a little more wall space. And I could hang up, like, my old book posters and things like that. And now, if you yeah. look behind me, I mean, there's a tiny sliver of wall space and then a giant mirror and then these <laughs> these crazy built-in cabinets. Like, I think in old Victorian houses, they were just afraid of wall space. And they said, let's just throw random crap up there to take it up. So, you have... You are in what a, a modern like strip mall with just bare, lifeless walls. You've got all the surface you need. <laughs> it is a blank canvas 
to fill with people who are better than yourself. So good on you. I don't know the better, but definitely more photogenic than myself, <laughs> which is the other reason I'd like to eventually have your picture. So it's like parking. If you've got like a ah, Chevy Cavalier, you don't want to park it next to the Corvette. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I assume I'm the Corvette and you're the Chevy Cavalier? <laughs> wow. You had a 50-50 shot at getting that one right, and you just, you just missed it. Oh, James. is that what I'm happened? Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's probably because I'm the Ferrari, but neither here nor there. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is about as Italian-looking of a photo as I can ever imagine. <laughs> you look like two of you got stuffed into that shirt, by the way. Okay, so. so that's how I dressed for most of my life. I didn't really understand that clothes were supposed to fit. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> But to be fair, my wife bought them for me, and I look back at all the old pictures of me and how bad I look. It's like, you dressed me. And she'll throw out things like that was the style. And if you look at, like, old movies from the 90s, and people, like, wore big baggy clothes that was ridiculous. They weren't all, like, yeah. sleek and tight and European like they are now. And I'm sure now that I've gotten all more form-fitting clothes, I'm sure the style will flip and we'll all be just, you know, swimming in clothes again. Usually once I start doing things is, is the time when that trend is over. So be warned, everyone, with nice tight clothes. The time is gone. James, is this the same shirt you wore in the Jello? Yeah, picture? I did that on purpose. I was afraid that people only recognize me based on the shirt since I have such a forgettable face. So I wore <laughs> it. And it's actually, no, it's not the exact same shirt. I think it's a, a shirt that's an identical color, but I believe it might be a different shirt. And I thought for a while I was going to do that for every single author photo. I might break this streak with the next one. Uh, we shall see. But you know, it's kind of like the uh, my little my guy in the uh, in those web comics you don't read. You know, he's got that blue shirt, so I've got the blue shirt. You know, it's called branding, Steve. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, well, it certainly worked for you so far. We're having a talk about if you belong up on the wall, <laughs> which is. I mean, that puts you above at least a few people on Earth, right? My favorite part of that picture... Hey, I wanted to say... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no. Oh, it's the one where I was missing a button. I mean, we probably shared this story before, but I mean, we're to the point in this, this podcast. This is the picture? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh! Yeah, I... So, it was just me and the photographer, who's just a male friend. And I mean, he's a real photographer, but like... You know, we, we're not fashion people. He didn't understand that I shouldn't be wearing these ugly clothes. And uh, one of the buttons, like, right in the middle was unbuttoned. So, I, I, I usually I, lately I've been going with two buttons unbuttoned. But this one was, like, it was, like, the top. There was, it was, like, down far enough that you couldn't even pretend it was on purpose. It was definitely between two other buttons that were buttoned. And it, it was in all the photos. He took, like, 200 pictures that he sent me. And every <laughs> single one I had this button unbuttoned. So, I found the two most passable pictures. And I don't have... Uh, Photoshop. So I went into MS Paint and just co just like took a square copy and moved the button down, and then kind of used the graffiti tool to kind of try to blend it in. That was my that was my budget wow. Photoshop attempt. I, all the times that we've talked about that button, uh, a I didn't realize it was this picture, but b I finally had like Exhibit A to hold up to the camera so that all of the viewers could follow your chain or your reasoning there. I That's actually a very good job Thank if you. you had to kind of feather that one in. Yeah, I nice. thought so. I'm pretty good at, at disguising photos with very limited tools. I've had to do it. Like when I when we take pictures outside the house, sometimes we get the house number in there and I have to go and, yeah. and blend that out, things like that. And it's, I mean, if you were like looking at it, you know, with a microscope, if you were looking for, for stuff, that, you would catch it, but since people don't really look at me anyway, that you know, no, nobody cares. So that that is my that is my ultimate shield is just the general apathy of the public at large. 
Wow. Well, I do want to mention, listener, Judy, super fan, Judy P, did me a favor oh. this last week, James, which makes me one point ahead of you Uh-oh. in things that she has done, because she's usually pretty equitable. If she sends you a gift, she'll send me a gift, that kind of thing. This one, she's done me a prop. Okay. What did she send you? So my wife... And I don't know if your wife is the same way, James. I don't know if your girls are this same way. Have your girls all owned a Barbie? Yes, they have many. They have two Barbie mansions upstairs, a Barbie RV, like a Barbie Batmobile. <laughs> I, I might have ended up that last one. They, there are many, many Barbie-related things. <laughs> a Barbie Enterprise. <laughs> Did Lola own Barbies when she was yes, little? Yes, I think, I think every girl in America has owned Barbies. I think the, the corporate domination is complete. And uh, if you don't own a Barbie, they kick you out of the country. So that, that's just how it is. My wife is on borrowed time. And she's been playing with house money because she has never owned a Barbie in her life. But Ow. there is a Barbie in a hockey outfit that is only sold in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and Judy P was nice enough to pick one up. And uh, throw it in a box, and it is right now en route to our house. For Mrs. Steve, this will represent the first Barbie she has ever owned. To be clear, did she want this, or you want it for her? She, uh, both. Wow. She wanted it, she mentioned it, and uh, I, uh, and she was angry because the, the uh, I think it's Toys R Us, whoever the dealer is, I don't know if they have Toys R Us per se in Canada, whoever the dealer is would not ship to the U.S., huh. And so we needed a contact in Canada to facilitate, like uh, on a bridge in Warsaw, under the cover of darkness. We're going to do this exchange. And Judy P., she rose to the challenge. Because you know why, James? She likes me more than she likes you. First of all, the store wasn't Toys R Us, because Canada doesn't have Toys R Us. Nobody has Toys R Us. They went bankrupt. And that's how I know you don't have any kids anymore. (laughs) And they were, it was the bad kind of bankruptcy where they got liquidated. Uh, second of all, did she ever send you real Canadian maple syrup? Yes. Oh. It came in the same care package that you got. I think she sent us identical ones. I thought, well, I'm sure my syrup is better. I mean, not that I've tasted it personally, but my kids used it yesterday on the breakfast food I made them, and they thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, we put it next to the apple butter that we had spent all weekend making and they would not touch the apple butter butter but they guzzled down that canadian syrup like it was like it was cocaine so so that's what that well does she send you canadian coffee candy yes we get the canadian coffee candy that is a big hit in this house we also i also get i I get grilling spices do you get grilling spices I don't know that I have. Ooh, I'm moving back ahead. I've gotten like two full separate packages of grilling spices. I've also gotten pig cookie cutters and, and, and I have a (laughs) apron that says last time I cooked, not everybody got sick. Or something to that effect. And for the, <laughs> I, now that I have these nice clothes that I bought, I wear that apron like every day when I cook. It is a daily thing I wear. So nice. I, I'm in the lead again. That's just how it is. Has she sent your pets gifts? Ooh, well, she sends items in honor of my pets. I got a pig Christmas ornament. Like I think I think all the pig mm. stuff you don't have. So I, I think there's a whole category you're missing. She sends our dog Christmas presents every year. Okay, the dog doesn't get Christmas presents. My kids get Christmas presents, though. So, wow, this lady puts uh, way too much time and money into us. I'm, I'm suddenly feeling extremely <laughs> guilty for how little we have to offer her or anyone else. Man, this is a very unequal exchange. I did pay for the Barbie, and I gave her a little tip because that was uh, a truly kind 
She's just a very warm person. You'll meet her someday, James, face to face, and you will immediately like her. She's instantly like I already like her, and uh, especially because as soon as I meet her, she's going to just be done with you. She'll be like, well, clearly I made a mistake ever liking Steve. Oh, if only that were the truth. But anyway, I'll be here to pick up the pieces when you're ruined, James. But <laughs> I, I don't know. We, we don't have a lot of time to get into this pie versus cake thing. But if you don't like pie more than cake, why did you make 12 apple pies? Okay, to be clear, I didn't make the apple pies. My wife and kids made the apple pies. I planted those apple trees so I could eat the apples. Then I stopped eating anything but meat. So we just have all of these apples. And we either were going to feed them to the pigs or just leave them to rot. And my wife's like, I'm going to make apple pies. So I picked all of the, well, not all the apples. I picked many apples. I All of the apples in the internet sense that there was like a million apples. And uh, we have not put a dent in the apples I picked. We have so many apples. And uh, I mean, truthfully, so those 12, we could probably make another 50 pies just with what I've picked. And there's probably another 50 pies worth of apples on the tree. Now I think, and I don't know the full economics of this, but I think the apples might be the cheapest ingredient of apple pie. Like we are not coming out money ahead by doing this. We we bought the pre-made crust because you know we're not Amish. And uh, you know, you gotta go buy the sugar and all the other ingredients all the time and labor. And you know, my wife enjoyed doing it. She got to bond with our older kids. They learned some skills. It's not, we don't really, like I do all our cooking and Lola just occasionally bakes this or that. So this was like, you know, her big return to the kitchen. She taught the kids how to do things. It was it was a good day all around. And, and I left the house so as not to interfere. So it was a good day for me. Any day I'm not here is just wonderful. So that's that's why we made all those pies. But it had nothing to do with my taste in, in pie. And if there were an apple cake, I have to assume it would be better than pie. I, I don't know. Pie is just like, it's, it's an excuse to make you eat fruit. But it doesn't end up even right. t- tasting like the fruit that's hidden inside of it. It's 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 a flawed delivery mechanism. Whereas cake is honest. Like, you know what a cake is. It's just straight up dessert. No illusions of, well, I'm getting my daily fruit. It's like, no, this is this is just dessert. That's all it is. That's all it will ever be. And uh, also, really, I mean, like, with chocolate, like for pies, chocolate is like a fringe thing. There's like a little bit of chocolate. With cake, chocolate is the main thing. You don't have this fruit to disperse it. Fruit might be like a tiny little garnish if you got some raspberries or something, but chocolate is king with cakes. And and that's why cakes will always be better. As uh, Jim Gaffigan once said, pie is like liquid cake. It's just <laughs> glorious as it drizzles down the back of your throat. And for those of you that don't think apple pie filling tastes like apple, uh, when you're done with the COVID-19, you get your taste back, maybe we can talk again and you'll change your mind. It was serendipitous that your column this week was about apple pie because on Saturday I tweeted a picture of me holding a five pound apple pie from Costco, wow. which is now almost gone, by the way. <laughs> Not that I wanted to buy it. I was merely showing it off and marveling at it, how grotesquely, how gaudy this pie was. And anyway, it ended up in our refrigerator. You know, one thing led to another. But pie is always the best. I have birthday pie. What? Uh, my wife is is on your side with this. She's a cake person, not a pie person. But I think pie is so delightfully fresh and the, the fruit kind of sucks in the nice, the cold from the refrigerator, or you can warm it up and put ice cream on it and it'll melt all over the top. Like pie is the ultimate dessert. And you get like three or four of your daily servings of fruit if you have enough of it. So I want to make sure to hit that level that I get my vitamins and minerals and 
Make sure my pie is fortified with iron. I mean, Let's be clear on one thing. Fruit fruit is garbage. It's just diluted candy. That's that's all it is. It's candy with a little bit of fiber uh, mixed in. Actually, my wife and I had this conversation the other day. So fruit is to candy as cocaine is to crack. Like cocaine, wow. <laughs> candy is just wow. more concentrated fruit. It's that like you take all that sugar and you make it super <laughs> dense and super concentrated. That's what it is. So so uh, fruit is like the bigger, fluffier candy. It's it's really it's really not good for you in any capacity. So I feel like it's just, a pie is just a lie from the start. It's like it's a dessert, but you get your healthy. You you know you get this healthy fruit in there. It's like no, you're just getting bulkier candy. That's all you're doing. You're eating like multiple different kinds of sugar, but in the end, when your body breaks it down, it's all just sugar. Which I mean, if you're headed for an early grave anyway, I mean, go for it. Like by all means, Steve, eat all the pie. I mean, we'll we'll be lucky if the if the, you know that you you lived through this episode. I'm kind of surprised you got through the intro. I really am. I think last week on uh, 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, you coughed too. I mean, you're, you're falling apart. And uh, it's going to be the wow. desserts that do you in. And I'm fine with that. Like, I'll be honest, if a pie finishes you off, I will convert. I will be 100% pie all the way uh, for, for accomplishing that amazing task. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, the cakes just have so much more freedom. I mean, cakes are an artistic expression too. Like, there are no pie shows on the Food Network, but there are a million cake shows. Because you can make cake look like anything. In fact, that became a meme where you meet somebody and they're actually a cake. Like, it took that took the internet by storm a few <laughs> weeks ago. Pie doesn't do that. Pie is just pie. That's all it is. That's all it will ever be. It has hit its ceiling. It is just there to make you feel slightly less guilty about eating dessert. And that's that's it. James, cake... The reason you have to dress cake up is the same reason that like ugly people have to put a different picture. They have to be very selective on how they put a picture up on their social media or on their dating websites. Like a fondant was invented to try to make cake more appealing to normal human beings. Pie doesn't need any of that window dressing. It is good from start to finish. And if pie is the cocaine of the fruit world, I think it is addictive and habit forming. Cake is like the chalk of the dessert world. It just doesn't have much going for it. Wouldn't you rather do cocaine than chalk? When you grind up the Coke, you grind up the chalk, they have the same consistency, they look the same, they feel the same, but man, one just snorts a little sweeter than the other, James. How many pies per capita do you think you, you eat like a year? Like, are you going through like a pie a month, a pie Well, a I'm pie one, so all right. Uh, well, we don't eat it as much as we used to because, you know, Dr. Steve getting a little older and it goes right to my hips these days. I definitely have one for my birthday. My father-in-law makes a pie that I think we talked about back when we debated this the first time. He makes chess pie. So every time we visit him, he gives me two chess pies. And James, I don't like waste any more than you do. So because I'm the only one that eats it, I have to make sure that it gets eaten. What, what is Ergo, a chess pie? I, have... I mean, I 100% do not remember this debate or any of our other podcasts. So please inform me, what the <laughs> heck is a chess pie? Are you are you asking what is the filling? Yeah, or what, I'm not what sure makes what it a chess asking. pie? Is like the top black and white? Like what is? Are you melting down chess pieces <laughs> yes. inside of it? Are you shortening chess nut? Like I have no idea yeah, what food yeah. you're describing. It's like those Mardi Gras cakes with baby Jesus inside. This one has a rook. <laughs> now, chess pie, the, the, I don't know why it's called chess exactly. It's an old Southern thing, but it's like a custard. 
but it's not milky like a custard. It's um, it's a little more clear. It's like if Jello and custard had a love child that was a little more succulent than both put together. That, if that makes any sense to that you, that sounds like the dish it's at every. Egg. It's like the dish at every potluck that nobody touches. The not quite Jello Jello that's sitting in a corner. But your your father-in-law or father took it and put it inside a pie to disguise it more. Once again, pie is just how you unload stuff you don't want. That's how I get rid of apples. It's how your father-in-law gets rid of whatever whatever that substance is. We'll call it chess. <laughs> what is the name of the dessert? It's custard that they, they put like a torch over the top of it. What is that dessert called? Cream brulee or something? I don't know. Cream brulee. Okay. It's like the top the uh, caramelized top of creme brulee, creme brulee, I guess is the pronunciation. It's like the caramelized top of creme brulee, but a whole pie of that. I see. And you and you eat this all in one sitting, I assume, preferably while not choking? Or preferably God, while choking, depending on your perspective. with a spoon and a straw. <laughs> yeah, I snorf it. Yeah. And your wife won't touch it? Nope. Interesting. So she grew up with this <laughs> and, and finds it inedible. And you did not grow she up. She finds it reprehensible on like a moral level. I don't understand her aversion to chess <laughs> what, pie. What gets killed to get put in there? Like, is there some endangered species of plant being harvested? <laughs> I don't know, but it's uh, it's just uh, just sugary, custardy, creme brulee-y goodness. I would say I'm going to look this right up after the podcast, but honestly, as long as we, we hit we, the, st yeah. the stop button, I'm going to forget this podcast exists. No, but, we, we both know that. Yeah, but you know, happened. when yeah. we debate this a third time someday, <laughs> I look forward to forgetting all about it and having you explain it again and being disgusted all over again. Disgust is not in our repertoire, James. We have to have a strong stomach just to return to this show every week. And unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap it up and wait for another <laughs> seven days before we can do it again. James, that makes me sad. And I'm sure it fills you with sorrow. You know it. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so... That's another episode that came to a grinding halt. We didn't coast to a stop. The road ended and we kept driving. Until next week, this is Steve Williams, Dr. Steve. For James, I hope I have a parachute break well, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, two wrongs can make a right.